Alright parents, welcome back to Raise Ready Kids, where month by month you master the culture building strategies you need to raise kids with the knowledge, skills, character, and purpose they need to thrive. I'm Bill Jackson, founder of Raise Ready Kids, and your host this month. Let's get started with a bit of fantasy. Imagine that in addition to being the parent of an elementary school student, you're also a superhero detective who has just been called in to solve a huge crime. The world's most famous painting, the Mona Lisa, has been stolen for only the second time in its history. What do you do first? Well, you put on your superhero cape, of course. Then what? Well, you do what any good detective would do. You carefully examine the scene of the crime. You scour the room for fingerprints, hair, any evidence you can find. You review video footage and talk to everyone who was at the Louvre Museum that day. Your hard work pays off, and now you've got some clues. A business card with the name Virgil Tibbs, a lock of curly red hair found on the floor below where the painting used to hang, and an employee has disappeared. Next step, ask questions. Where did that hair come from? Who is Virgil Tibbs? What can you find out about the missing employee? Along the way, you encounter the unexpected at every turn. Of course, the hair does not belong to the thief. That would be too easy. Virgil Tibbs is a detective in a 1965 American novel. What's the meaning of that? You find the employee who disappeared and they did not commit the crime. Nothing is what it seems. Being a superhero detective, however, you keep at it, exploring leads and developing a hypothesis about what happened. You eventually solve the case, deliver the thief to the police, return the Mona Lisa to the Louvre, and head to the beach for some much-deserved R&R. Ah, the life of a superhero. A pleasant fantasy, and perhaps surprisingly, also a kind of template we can use as we seek to help our children develop emotional intelligence. Ah yes, emotional intelligence, the oh-so-valuable capacity to recognize emotions in others, in ourselves, understand where emotions come from, and respond to emotion in ways that deepen, not harm, relationships. Mark Brackett, director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, has spent the last several decades exploring how children develop this incredibly important asset and how parents and schools can help. The quality of our friendships and romantic relationships, the trajectory of our professional life, and our capacity to contribute to our community all depend on emotional intelligence. Adolescents with higher emotional intelligence are seen by their peers and teachers as easier to get along with and are less likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. Adults who score higher on emotional intelligence tests report better relationships with friends and romantic partners and are viewed by others as more confident and secure. When Google investigated what makes some of its teams more successful than others, it discovered that the emotional intelligence of team members mattered more than anything else, including technical skills. The highest performing teams at Google are filled with people who are good at reading other people's emotions and responding appropriately. They have high social sensitivity, meaning team members can discern how others feel based on tone of voice and facial expressions. Indeed, fostering emotional intelligence is one of the most important things can do for their children. And this month's Raise Ready Kids strategy, Emotion Detective, is all about how to do that when you're in the heat of the moment. Imagine you have a second grade son named Devin, and he is at the kitchen table together with his younger sister, Aaliyah. They're both drawing, which they sometimes do together before dinner. Suddenly, Devin takes Aaliyah's paper, rips it in half, and yells, I hate you, and then storms out of the room. Your daughter is crying. Dad, 
Devin just ripped up my paper. Now what do you do? Before we tackle that question with the help of our superhero detective alter ego, let's consider what's going on here. Clearly, your son has behaved in an unacceptable way. Understandably, your daughter is upset. But there's a third layer. Your children are dealing with some strong emotions. Regardless of who did what to whom and who is at fault, these kinds of moments are valuable opportunities to better understand and support the emotional learning journey your children are on. To help us think through how to take advantage of this moment, let's go back to our superhero detective's journey. Our superhero detective went through three steps to solve the crime. One, putting their cape on. Two, examining the evidence. And three, figuring out what the evidence really meant. Applying these three basic steps to the challenge of understanding our children's emotions leads us to this month's Raise Ready Kids strategy, Emotion Detective. Emotion Detective has three steps. Step one, put your cape on. Step two, figure out what your child is feeling. And step three, figure out why they're feeling that way. Let's start with step one, put the cape on. What could that possibly mean? When you're in one of those artwork got ripped up moments, it's really easy to get triggered. Your son is way out of line. Your daughter has been wronged. It's perfectly natural to want to jump into action, to speak sternly to your son and to comfort your daughter. And it is important to set limits and help repair hurt feelings. But if you want to help your children develop emotional intelligence, you can't stop there. You need to transform yourself into an emotion detective, curious about what's going on in the emotional lives of your children, and persistent in your effort to get to the bottom of the matter. Just like our superhero detective stuck with the Mona Lisa case long enough to solve the mystery, you need to stick with the case long enough to understand what's going on emotionally for your children and how you can help them better understand and manage their emotions. This is hard to do. You have to shed the natural impulse to be an emotion judge, to step in aggressively to right an egregious wrong. You have to slow down and give yourself the time it takes to get curious and explore what's going on beneath the surface. Some of us, perhaps especially fathers, can find ourselves wanting to exert our influence to ensure justice is done. But setting things right is an exercise in power, not teaching. So when a moment like this arises, sometimes at least, pause for a moment before you react. Recognize the opportunity. Visualize yourself donning your emotion detective cape and feel the curiosity growing inside you. When you're feeling more curious than judgmental, you're ready for step two. Figure out what your child is feeling. Just as our superhero detectives scoured the scene of the crime for physical clues, your job is to figure out what emotions are at play at the scene of the drama. In practice, step three, figure out why your child is feeling that way, is woven together with step two. So let's talk about that now, too, in the context of the case of the ripped-up artwork. Your first impulse might be to say that it's easy to identify your child's feelings in this case. Your son is feeling angry and your daughter is feeling hurt. Not so fast, emotion detective. Is that really what's going on? Well, your son is behaving in a belligerent way and anger is certainly involved. But other emotions could be playing an important or even dominant role. For example, he might be feeling disappointed or humiliated or jealous or all of the above. As for your daughter, on the surface she's feeling hurt, but what other emotions might be lurking below the surface? 
Let me show you what I mean by playing out a few scenarios. Scenario 1. Unbeknownst to you, your son and daughter have been fighting over the same marker. Right before the incident, your son used his superior strength to wrestle it away from your daughter. Your daughter retaliated by scrawling on your son's artwork. Your son responded in turn by ripping up your daughter's artwork, which was the only part of the story that you observed directly. Scenario 2. An hour earlier, your daughter and son had been playing with a neighbor in your son's room. The bed is not made and the sheets were stacked on top of the bed. What happened to your bed? The neighbor child asked. Oh, Devin wet his bed last night, your daughter responded. My mom has to change his sheets. Scenario 3. Your daughter recently started playing soccer and she's getting lots of recognition for her budding soccer skills. She's coordinated for her age, and earlier in the day, your son heard other parents talking about how great Aaliyah is at soccer. Your son has been playing soccer for several years, but other parents never talk about how great he is. Anger is definitely the star in scenario one. Your children provoked and one-upped each other. In my house, we call this spiraling down and out of control. The ripped artwork was the final and most visible act of this tit-for-tat. Scenario two is a totally different situation. No second grader wants his sister telling a neighbor friend that he wet his bed. That's humiliating. Then in scenario three, envy is likely at play. Your son would love to receive the accolades your daughter is getting. Anger and frustration may be on the surface, but envy is lurking below. From the point of view of an emotion detective, these scenarios are indeed very different. Anger and frustration are present to some degree in every case, but other emotions play starring roles in each scenario. So, as an emotion detective, you need to ask two key questions in a moment like this. What is your child feeling? And why are they feeling that way? The best way to get answers to these questions is surprisingly simple. Ask your child. What's going on here? How are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? You're not so much trying to figure out exactly what happened and who is at fault, Rather, since your goal is to foster your child's emotional intelligence, you and your child need to figure out what emotions are present and why they're there. You're going to be able to do this, to step away from judgment and enforcing behavioral norms long enough to ask these questions, because you've got your metaphorical emotion detective cape on. The best way to help your child develop the capacity to manage their emotions, to make their emotions work for them instead of against them, is to help them recognize the presence of particular emotions, and then to help them explore different ways of responding to them. To be clear, you may not succeed in any given situation. Your child may not tell you what they're feeling. They might not know themselves, or they might be too amped up or defensive to be able to have a real conversation. But keep at it, and you're likely to break through some of the time. All right, let's shift scenes again and consider a different scenario. The case of the ripped-up artwork is an example of emotional overheating. It's not too hard to spot at least some of the emotions in this kind of situation. But what about when your child seems lethargic, they want to quit an activity they used to love, or withdraw from social activity? The emotions are less obvious. Mark Brackett, the emotional intelligence expert, offers us a set of questions we can use to explore what might be going on for a child in moments like this. What are you feeling? What might have happened to cause this feeling? What usually makes you feel this way? What's going on that you're feeling this way? What were you doing just before you started feeling this way? What do you need right now? What can I do to support you? 
we might get an initial hunch that our child's withdrawal is related to an emotion like fear of failure or humiliation. Then, like a good detective, we need to test our hypothesis. First and second graders do not yet have a well-developed capacity to identify or describe their emotions. We may get contradictory evidence. Our initial hunch may be wrong. We may get valuable insight from teachers and other adults who know our child well. We need to stay curious and open-minded as we explore what's going on beneath the surface. As we do our detective work, we need to be careful to avoid a common trap, believing that our children react emotionally to particular situations in the same way we would. For example, imagine your child is a member of a sports team that rarely wins. You might feel frustrated if you were in that situation, but when you're in emotion detective mode, you need to resist the temptation to project your own emotional reactions onto your child. In the same situation, your child might feel humiliated, or they might not care at all. Assume nothing and ask questions. You may be surprised at what you find. Okay, time to wrap. Emotion Detective, our Rage Ready Kids strategy for this month, has three steps. Step one, put your cape on. Recognize that one of your goals in the moment is to figure out your child's emotional state and the reasons for it. Think like a detective, not a judge. Step two, figure out what your child is feeling by asking them. They may or may not be able to tell you immediately, but stay patient and collect clues over time. Step three, figure out why they're feeling that way. Don't assume that surface clues provide the answer. In fact, they may lead you down the wrong path. Your job is to dig beneath the surface to explore what's really going on. With the knowledge you gain, you'll be in a much stronger position to help your child learn how to recognize and manage emotions. You'll be able to have conversations that help them gain perspective on themselves and their situation. You'll be able to provide support on the foundation of solid information about what your child is really experiencing. At the same time, you'll be modeling one of the most important skills your child needs to develop, reading other people's emotions and responding appropriately. Your child will be learning from your example at the same time they're gaining from your mentorship. So keep your cape at the ready, emotion detective. You never know when you're going to spring into action to help your child develop emotional intelligence as well as to bring peace in the moment. 